two, three and two to four. Average Joe and Joe Boo on your radio. Ready, make a podcast, so turn it up. Cause you know we about to mix it up. With music, sports, games, and more. On the podcast, things you think you don't care about. Ain't nothing but a Joe thing, baby. Two guys with mics getting crazy. We picking up material daily. So don't miss an episode. Welcome back to an Average Joe's Media podcast, things you think you don't care about. This week, we tag team, we team up with a John Jacobus podcast for his first official episode. Conversation was great, conversation was topical, conversation was relevant to today. It was good, it was good. We had a good time. We appreciate John Jacobus for everything he's done for us. Uh, we appreciate the opportunity. We appreciate the invite. Uh, make sure that you uh, give him a check out of his podcast. Uh, we'll get the links up whenever we can. With no further ado. On today's podcast, two men from a great podcast named Things You Think You Don't Care About by Average Joe's Media are the Average Joes, Joey Cook and Josh Buchanan. All right. What's up, Joey? What's up, uh, Joe Boo? What's How y'all doing? Doug? What's up, John? How's it going, brother? Oh, man, pretty good. So mm-hmm. uh, exciting things happening. This will be the first aired podcast. And uh, awesome. I couldn't think of two guys that would be better, uh, better fit to to hang out with, to talk with the the OG podcasters that I know. I know not OG as far as in the world, but y'all are the ones taking it to the next level. I know that. We appreciate that, man. We really do. Of course. We're glad to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So, man, what's been going on? There's a lot been going on in the world. We'll get get thoughts on that for sure. There's no doubt about it. Um, But anything personally that's going on with y'all's podcast that is uh, breaking news that we need to share here or anything? I, I mean, I mean yeah. we have a couple things. Well, we got a couple things. Uh, let you go. Okay. Well, uh, so we've kind of tried to facelift the website just a little bit. We really fell off using it. I need to know how that works, bit. too, by the way. We got you. Is that – go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, well, I mean, I would – well, shout out to S'mores. Yeah. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're probably going to be your best answer. Uh, I got to tell you, managing a website is a lot harder than it looks. Yeah. Uh, but we, we kind of – Rachel Doty? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I didn't know she was doing y'all stuff. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm, I would suggest. Oh, gotcha. I'm giving a little shout out to S'mores <laughs> Multimedia there. Uh, uh, apology, Rachel, if I got the back half of the name wrong. But uh, I'm saying their website's pretty sharp, and the stuff yeah. she's doing is amazing. And uh, we might be we might be looking into consulting with her at some point. We sure. I've been doing it. Uh, me and Josh have, and it's it can be challenging on WordPress. But uh, uh, so we kind of fell off with all the social media stuff we were expanding into. So now we're bringing it back. Yeah posting um different content on there and everything but uh but there we're, we're trying to also showcase kind of a, a lot of the different brands we've worked with yeah. you know shout out to the gingrich group the gingrich oh, group right. there you go the kids yeah. said where are you going and i was like i'm going to john's and they're like oh john gingrich i was like no it's john jacobus of the gingrich group oh man yeah, well, yeah might as well be <laughs> but uh but i yes. thought about calling this podcast john gingrich uh, just i like uh, it but i mean i don't know i got a gingrich get the, show the, the gingrich, gingrich show, show. There oh, you go. it's so nice i gotta get jacobus in there somehow i have to. to get people to like learn how to pronounce my last name that's fair well, you can be like you said, like joe it. rogan the john jacobus podcast 
Yeah. I mean, I if mean, that doesn't sell it, I don't know what would. I mean, I like your thinking. <laughs> I like your thinking a lot, for sure. There's no doubt about it. But, uh, but anyway, fair. so we're, we're trying to show a little bit of some of the stuff we've done. Um, COVID has been a really great, unique experience. You know, we've, we've tried to do some advertising, some promotion, helping some uh, some friends of ours trying to do their own little side hustle with some logos and stuff. But um, as a result of all this, we kind of got into producing events. Okay. So outside of, when I say we, I mean, Joe Boo, I got the honor to do some creative uh, uh, imaging and, and some promote, a little bit of things. But Josh has really been the brain trust of that. So I uh, got to produce um, a senior event for all of GISD. No joke. Yeah. It was a live broadcast. And, and uh, well, you want to talk about something? Yeah. Your, okay. Your baby. So, well, the uh, one of my assistant principals came to me and said, uh, hey, I hear you do some producing and mm-hmm. you have a podcast and stuff. And yeah. we're trying to do this party in place that I guess a, a church had done for their youth group or Tell something. Tell me out what that is. Maybe I should know what a party in place is, but I don't. Okay, so I didn't specifically know what it was until he explained it to me. So um, he got a DJ, and a couple guys were emceeing, and I was on the backside showing the different screens and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and what they're doing is they're just trying to play some music. They're trying to get a the viewership hyped up, yeah. ultimately. And so what they're trying to do is they're have, trying to have a very interactive live stream because they can't go anywhere to have right. a party. Yeah. So they're trying to party. So this is like where a prom. This is their prom. That's what a lot of the kids were were commenting, and I was trying to keep those comments off the stream. But <laughs> there were is it so bad that that's the first thing I thought of. Well, too? there was man, there were three hundred plus watching yeah. the live stream, mm-hmm. and uh, at any given time, and so any comments. I was trying to select a comment. Well, sometimes I'd select one and like it would refresh automatically and I would select the wrong one Oh, sometimes. And so I was trying to monitor that. But anyways, so he came to me and said, hey, uh, I know you you've, you could do this. Is it possible? And I said, well, it might take a little a little working around, but yeah, we can do it. And uh, and so Joe had uh, had invested or spent a little money in StreamYard. Mm-hmm. And which is a very good platform if you want to have uh, people from some distance communicate with you. Um, and so, you know, Zoom, Google Meets. It's the same yard. type thing? Same basic type thing. Except, except private. It's Well, it's private and there's a link to join it. So you have to have a camera and yeah. audio device Zoom's or something. So right, it's, it's, right. it's built for the, the ser- their servers to do the heavy lifting. And so yeah. you can have up to eight people using their tablet or their mobile phone join you. Oh, okay. And it does yeah. a lot of the producing for you. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. So you can show comments from multiple live stream platforms. It's, it's for podcasters that want to have people on that don't want to be confined to their general Studio. location. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. And so uh, so anyway, so I use that. And then it has uh, it has the ability to uh, stream to like six places at once on their maximum plan. So right. whatever Joe had, had paid for, mm-hmm. there we could do two. And so... I streamed it on the Rowlett High School YouTube page. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm going to get some average Joe's media, uh, you know, <laughs> love. love here. So I streamed it on ours as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so anyways, it went for about an hour and a half, and uh, the DJ just kept going. I found uh, I found some videos that I used, the screen recording software, mm-hmm. uh, the psychedelic type yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. times you'll see that whenever a, a song is put on YouTube, but there's no video. Right. So just, or maybe the words come up in front right, of it. Right. So I found that without any words, and I chopped it up to where it would wouldn't do the uh, 
uh, the ads and stuff. I cut all those ads out and pieced them all back together. Right. And so now if you watch our stuff, in our background, we have that psychedelic stuff going behind the cameras. Nice. And so I was doing that while the DJ was playing. That way it wasn't just a blank screen or guys yeah. just fiddling their thumbs or whatever. Right. And, uh, and so anyways, so we did it for about an hour, and, hour and a half or so, maybe a little bit longer. And we gave away money that was donated gift card wise. Right. And uh, the every ten minutes or so, ten to fifteen minutes, the the MCs would get up and say, "All right, all right, all right." And they'd change. They'd do like a wardrobe change throughout the middle yeah. of it. And of course, they were at their house each independently. I was yeah, at mine. Right. That's wild. It was man. pretty. It was pretty awesome. So I did that, and then I went and uh, did the senior awards. I went up to the school. Uh, we recorded a ton of clips of the principals or teachers or whoever uh, announcing names of winners for or scholarships right, or whatever. Right, right. And then uh, and then I put together some stuff for the armed forces, some intros for them. Uh, I found their YouTube uh, songs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll you'd know them if you heard them. But uh, so I did Each that. Each branch is like anthem. Yeah. yeah right. Right. And so I put those together as an intro, and then they sent me some videos that I stitched in. Awesome. And so I put all that together. I feel kind of bad because I left off. Uh, I left off one group of kids getting named. Ouch. Uh, but there were man, there were seventy clips, and I even said to myself right before I hit, right before I hit finish, I was like, I probably missed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I mean, traditional like world, the way we thought. Two months ago, yeah, a lot different. I mean, it's way different. Maybe not in school, right? Because people want the the awards day. They want to be there in person. Yeah. They want the proms. Mm-hmm. They want the parties. All that stuff. Yeah. I get that. But from a business standpoint, like businesses are changed completely. I, I saw a guy on uh, CNBC, and, and I want to get back to y'all, like sure. the promotional work that y'all are doing. But I saw a guy on CNBC. He was talking about. He's a real estate guy, heavy invested in commercial real estate. Mm. And so he is pumping that it's not going to be that much different as far as like the people occupying the high rises in downtown, the oh, commercial it, building. It is changing. There's, there's, yeah. not, there's no going back. I, I think that March 2020 changed the world as far as like office and commercial well, what real they, estate. What they found out was how many of these jobs can actually be done from home yes teaching now can effectively be an option for public school from home okay so man i want to go there okay. because yeah i got some, some personal insight there too well, well there's but there's, getting back, there's things there's things against it there's negatives but right. if a kid signs up for it and prepares for it that's the difference at the beginning of this thing that nobody what twenty seven hundred kids at Rowlett High School plus any other school in the nation that shut down? Those kids did not prepare to do school with mom and dad, right? And watch videos to learn. Mom and dads, mom and dads weren't prepared. Nobody was. Nobody was. That was in public school. Now people that go sign up for K twelve and all that stuff, they they get the the Wi Fi strength or whatever that they need. They get yeah. the computers or the yeah. tablets and stuff that they need. They prepare for their child to do all the stuff online. Okay, but let me ask you this, because you're a teacher. Yeah, absolutely. Does that scare you at all? Because here's my thought, in a way, is let's get the 100 best math teachers yeah. 
in the world and film them on how to do algebra. Sure. And then we have exponentially more facilitators that maybe aren't paid quite as much as like they would be in their traditional teaching job. Now, I feel like they would be worth every bit of that. But in a way, I could see that being some sort of like cost cutting. Like we can have the best teachers teach each thing and they watch it on YouTube or some sort of video. And then you have the facilitator to go talk to, to to write in questions or whatever, because now it's online learning and you're getting a better education because was in education Mm -hmm. for a while. I know that there are good teachers and that there are bad teachers. (laughs) Like sure. There, and, and and there's teachers that some fit some students more than others, right? So they could be good for one, bad for another type thing. But if you can have the best hundred yep. teaching it across the board, I mean that's pretty. So that, I would say it's scary to the educate. It that's life. That's that's sure. that's how um, you know uh, technology has bridged everybody, right? right? The gap it's for changed. everybody, but it's so changed. Much. But it's it's an interesting thought. Well, so in Texas, I would say that I'm not scared right? yet because Texas has had the strictest educational requirements for students, not just for the school. Texas has. Texas. I did not know that. Well, I mean, it's with the testing that has to be done in order to graduate. It's just it, it has the most requirements on the student, which then in turn creates the requirement on the teacher. So, um, I've been doing something for the last 11 years. I've been, I put a website together. I've, uh, I've done videos for multiple subject levels or subject types. Um, and so I've been doing a whole lot of technology stuff before technology in the educate, in the public education was even going to be thought about being used heavily or to this magnitude. Right. And so when we went into it, I was like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And right. so I've been doing this stuff for a long time. And so is it it's a little more stressful because you can't always get a hold of the kids who aren't going to do something. Mm-hmm. But the kids that are they're now taking advantage of the time they have. Yeah. Right? They can all get it done and like let's just say you give them a week, they're all going to do it Friday, Saturday night right. like the last two nights. Can you in a way can they <laughs> cut through like some of the, just the BS that is yeah. like Teaching you, Absolutely. are you all on block schedule? Yep. So you've got an hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, an hour and a half is a long time to fill. It's true. Every, I mean, it's every other day. I'm sure that you can fill it, right? But yeah. that attention span, I can't imagine an hour and a half every class, every day. No, it's, yeah, it's every 15 it's, to 20 minutes has to be something a little different. Right. And that's a, that's a big chunk. Right. Well, I think I got mixed feelings on it. I, Jordan, having done two years now of online school, mm-hmm. uh, aside from the twins, um, and not exactly always the uh, the, the most uh, prudent way he went about it, but uh, I, I think it's good for a lot of kids. But it's really about eliminating waste, um, which I'll, I'll get to in a second because I think it's parallel to the whole uh, professional work industry. Mm-hmm. But I think the one thing that online school is going to have a hard time replacing the one thing that I think we've seen a lot of. Um, 
is what teachers do outside of education about yeah. subject matter. Yeah. There's a lot of kids that depend on teachers. I mean, we look at our lives. No we, we, when we, we've caught up before and talked about it. These different people that worked at the school, maybe it wasn't a That's another reason coach. why I don't feel scared yeah. about the tech stuff is because... Counselors, lunch ladies, they, they've all helped shape who we are. They've impacted our right. lives. And right. um, you've really had some students and, and these teachers even whose, whose lives... Their yeah. kids are their kids. You know what I mean? They are their family. For sure. I don't think you know. the teacher force is going to be whittled down right. in any way. Now, could I could I manage 500 students instead of 100 on if I were to do it online as opposed to in class? Absolutely. Um, that's a lot of work, boy. The managing of it. 500, that's a lot. Well, the managing of <laughs> it just looks different. Right. Right. So, um, and, it's, and it's simply because uh, who came up on my – sheet is completed right okay yeah 500 that's a lot of kids but um i can see that 50 of them didn't do anything right and so i can focus just on 50 well that's a lot like focusing on the 100 that i have in class right you know or whatever so uh but the personal aspect the um the socioeconomic the or the disadvantaged or whatever it is uh kids that uh the single parent households or maybe the really no parent presence type of thing those type of kids uh depend on school what joey was saying and they um and schools have school is no longer and i'm you know i'll listen i'll probably get in trouble for saying this if too many people hear it but school is no longer about the grades right school is about the relationships you build the uh trying to figure out uh where a student needs to go from there right what they're going to be doing with their life Trade schools need to be a huge portion of yep. the United States uh, infrastructure of education, uh, and it really hasn't been. It needs to be that way because, listen, we're going to need plumbers. We're going to need electricians. We're we, going to we need generation construction. Fixing to retire there's from gonna, these jobs, and we, we don't have the workforce to replace them. That's true. So there's going to be there, – that needs to ramp up dramatically, and the best place to identify that is high school, which the – uh, Curtis Colwell Center, uh, right across from it, is the uh, the uh, I forget. It's a school that that has trades where where some kids can be licensed when they get out of there when they graduate. Right. Which I think is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Every, They're doing some of that at South now too, aren't they? Well, yeah, every school like has a mechanic. Every uh, single school like has a, a thing. Or whatnot. Every Neiman, school. Neiman has construction. Right. Uh, South has South had cos has cosmetology, mm -hmm. and I think they got some automotive stuff. Yep. Lakeview's yeah. got some automotive stuff. Uh, Rowlett has gone into gaming, and uh, and it has a tie to uh, uh, college credit and yeah. stuff like I think that. Sexy with Jordan's a freshman there. I think they were starting a gaming some gaming stuff. Yeah, they gaming. may have too. Um, this is the next wave. Like gaming is well, just huge. E electronic, technologically advanced. Mm. Uh, individually specific skills yeah so uh if you've ever watched the movie uh ready player one i haven't uh well that's that's, that's a good movie is it well i'm not gonna go out and say it's it's a <laughs> cinematic masterpiece but what i am gonna say is it it will show you a very real potential depiction of what this world is coming to everything can be done through the game you can order pizza through the game oh, yeah, and a yeah, drone right. will deliver it to you there's no doubt I mean, That's all your money is in there, uh, and you can play games and earn money. <laughs> like, right. Just because you you reached a certain level, you've got some credits or whatever. I think I would like that. Well, that, would, that, that would be pretty slick. Well, I mean, it's based I on a pretty movie, good book but, I've heard too. Yeah. 
That's where I've heard some good reviews. But there's from so it. many yeah. things that this technological stuff could be going in that direction. Yeah. Well, Fortnite so. is a game we started playing because of our kids and, and some of his students. And there's been two. There was two. Was it uh, last year? There's a DJ Marshmallow. I think his name was Marshmallow. Yeah. Right? He's yeah. got the yeah. big marshmallow head. Yeah. 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 And so he was going to do this live concert event in the game. And so we we did it with my boys, and it was. It was a really cool experience, and then uh, here recently, during COVID, uh, I thought it was fun. no, it was good. It, it was fun. It was. Fun. I'm not saying it was mind blowing, but it was ah, okay. something I've never experienced before. It's true. Something that interactive on that because I well, I know a lot of people our age. Um, well, it really got wasn't into, that interactive, in my opinion, because the only thing that was happening was music coming through our headphones that's fair but and our avatars could jump around a little bit but you were experiencing some some live event through game through gaming that's with true. people across the globe that's basically true. and true. i didn't do a lot of online gaming as that was coming up just because i started yeah, a family yeah you know but so coming up the, online gaming didn't exist right well no but i'm saying like when we were my younger siblings i'm the oldest of seven, it did so doom Doom was. Uh, did you ever play that game? Okay, I'm sorry. When we were but coming I, up, online gaming was. Well, no, I mean, very young adult, young adult <laughs> rare. So like, when, when a lot of our people our age were in college, okay, you started seeing more like Call of Duty and stuff like that's that. That's true. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? Like true. my younger siblings, yeah. they that's the the age they kind of came up in, and uh, this is kind of new to me. I never really did it, um, but uh, Travis Scott did something here recently, mm. and then now because of that success, they've actually created a game mode called like I forget what it's called, but. The idea behind it is they're going to have different um, movie premiere, like clip premieres and different uh, concerts and people coming in. And it's a place for friends to go just hang out in this little island yeah. thing. I'm not so saying I enjoy in, it. In but this I'm movie, just there's this thing called the Oasis. Yeah. And yeah. the Oasis is the location of all games, all places, to all marketplace. You can get married. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Is this, I mean, is this something that ha- has it passed us by or can we still like? Oh, I think you can get in. I think you can get. Because I know, I don't know hardly anything that y'all are talking about. Well. So, I mean, I and what I mean by that is I just, I don't, I don't know if I care either. That's the thing, right? Like. That may be how it's passed us by. Right. So I feel like if I was t- 21, 22 year old John, I would be all about it. Yeah. Right. But right now I'm like, man. Well, I don't. Fact, the I fact don't, that. We're using video cameras right now is awesome to me, but that's about as far as I need. Well, I don't really enjoy playing video games as much. I I tried doing the PlayStation Pass, and I thought like my thumbs were going to fall off. Joey, y'all were playing video games last night when I called. No, no, hold on. I mean, no, no, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me. I'm going to. No, 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 no. He's right. He is absolutely. No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying you enjoyed it. What? But like playing Mortal Kombat and stuff, I was like, ah. Whatever. What I'm saying is, I don't enjoy playing the traditional video games. I enjoy playing oh, just one game. Yeah, yeah, right. Because it's it's got some, a social aspect to it. Yeah, it's a subculture that uh, the kids are into. So we, right. we want, you know, our parents were were knew what we were doing. We were hanging out at the house, and right. they were okay. You guys are into wrestling. We're having a wrestling pay per view party, or yeah. you know, a pool party, <laughs> sports and stuff. Yeah. But with this whole subculture, it, it, I think we both thought as dads it was important to oh, know yeah. it to jump and, in. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, so whenever I was a teenager, preteen, you know, uh, I loved playing Nintendo, Sega. I never got into PlayStation. I never got into Xbox until we started. I got a PlayStation to play Fortnite, but uh, I never got into the newer games as they, because there there were so many buttons. Right. I'm sitting back thinking, okay, Sega had an A, B, and C, and then the the 
the top the button, right? cross you yeah. know for directional mm-hmm. but didn't have the toggle I switches it had the top button too right it might have had a top button or mm-hmm. two okay maybe it didn't maybe it didn't it well maybe i know the super nintendo did right and then I, as far as i got was to the uh, nintendo 64 and that's where the toggles came in and i was like nope yeah i'm out this and is so too much I, there was a, a game or two i like to play on nintendo 64 maybe Right. And uh, when does when like, did Nintendo like 64 Mario come Kart. out? Like when what how old were we? I remember 14, 13. It was in I remember seeing like Goldeneye that. for the first time. I think we were at Scott Collins' house before a football game. We used to a lot shout of us, out Scott Collins. Shout out Scott Collins. Oh, hey, you put them yeah. first person shooter games out in front of me. I look it looks like it's Arabic and I'm trying to read yeah, it. Yeah. But I think that's the first I, time I, I remember the first person shooter was I think it was either fre- I think it was freshman year a lot of us would go would have been Tony's and then we walked over to you know Tony's, hang out before the Tony's, game. Tony's was we, awesome. You know, was we were that or Benny's. Um, Speaking yeah. of Tony's, if you want to get the same Tony's experience, Labella right up the road is owned by bro- by brother of Vitoni. Really, same guy we used yeah. to see shoveling pizza to us for two dollars a slice or whatever it was, working there. Same with garlic his knots, huh? The same garlic Wait, knots. So Labella on sixty six. Same, same all that. No, no, mm-hmm. Labella on uh, on Broadway, right by right by the high school. I mean, it's. Right past Winjoyce. Yes, 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 They're yes. They're brother I've to been there the Vitonis. Oh, no. I, I have been there one time, oh, too. It's, it's not the same. It's the same pizza. It's, it's I mean. Vitonis. Maybe it's the atmosphere at Vitonis. So what's the, way better. What's well, the thing you remember about Vitonis? What's the, the about their pizza? Knots. Oh, the pizza? Honestly, I don't remember. Okay, pizza. so their pizza was always like a cheese pizza that had already been made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then whenever you wanted pepperoni, they threw some pepperonis <laughs> and then sprinkled some extra cheese on it and sent it back through the oven. That's what this pizza I is. I love a twice-baked pizza, like a yeah. Sbarro oh, that they throw no, that thing it's back good. in the oven, crisp it up a little bit. I'm all well, it was about just it. about it's the same pizza, man. The guy, you, I like the fact food. that it was an establishment over there where they treated like us kids it's not just kids, you know what I mean? Like they were good. They were good to it. You know? Yeah, man. Oh, like three right. bucks before a game, you get a bowl of spaghetti, a piece of pizza, and a drink, and yeah. they put up with us. Like I remember, Dude, it was the place where you could get the pizza they didn't sell the day before. Yeah, and yeah. we were buying it from them, and but it was delicious to us. But yeah, do, right. do I like Benny's too. I think that was big freshman year. I don't, I don't It was recall. like a diner. It was like the Max from uh, Saved by the Bell. Oh, but it was I don't uh, Benny's specifically. I remember going there a couple of times with a group of us that we did driver's ed there. But uh, but speaking of businesses over there, how often did y'all go to uh, the pool hall? I remember selling that man an ad for the for the school newspaper. You talking about it was in the corner, right? Yeah, there. slicks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, know. I oh man, I, mean, I stayed away from that. You guys know how? I mean, that type of scene and stuff where there was alcohol oh. and cigarettes and stuff. Like I, never, I should have cigarettes. I never it. Was it was atrocious, crazy. Yeah, I mean, you walk in there and you stay one minute, and yeah. your they parents had, are asking you, "Where, where did you, you go? That's right. Where did you? That's go? The same yeah. way with the bowling alleys. Yeah, that's true. That was tough. Yeah. That's not like that anymore, though. Yeah. Less no, less noticeable if your parents smoked. So, <laughs> but see, that's true. That's, that so, is fair. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, they they did a they they read, put coupons in the school newspaper, reading like a half page ad. Yeah, yeah. right. We go over there, man. It was uh, slicks billiards. You're right. And uh, but we went to the one uh, one night. Uh, shout out to, to Terry Barker. We went to the one the the same guy, the, this Asian gentleman who owned it. Um, same, he owned one off of Ferguson, and we should not have gone to that one. Right. Um, it looked like something out of Fast and Furious. We saw this group of kids, and uh, he was yelling and, and cursing at this dude. He had one of those like Civics mm-hmm. with all the rice uh, burners. Yeah, man, that, everything. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Had all the ground effects, the body work, you know, and right. the spoiler. And he, he revved it, and this was like a gravel parking lot. And um, the guy was like, you know, you're not going to do nothing to me and stuff. And so he just floored it, hit the kid. The kid flies up in the air doing things, you know, just Ouch. flips, Yikes. lands on top of the car, hooks his arm in through the sunroof, starts wailing on the guy. And then, and we're freaked out by this. And then uh, next thing you know, the pool hall empties. Because everybody's getting in their cars, and it literally looked like something out of yeah, Fast right, and Furious. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, me, 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 you know. <laughs> All their cars, they're going to go, I guess, kill the guy or whatever. So we're looking at each other like, should we leave? But then we're like, wait a second. It's probably safer now right. because everybody left. Everybody's gone. Yeah. But uh, shout out to pool halls. Man, I just want to – I just want to – I just want to recognize how easy it was to get him off of whatever he was talking about earlier when I said something about Vitonis. <laughs> I, love, I, I love, I love, you, you uh, love I love storytelling. Well, I love nostalgia. Thing, I'll yeah. say this: I don't even remember what we were talking about either. before because Vitonis. Well, we were talking about video games. Oh, that's right. And uh, and that whole atmosphere, right? And yeah. stuff. Um, let's talk. Let's talk COVID, like yeah, real okay. COVID. Sure. Like uh, I have a question as far as like whenever I'm talking to people about it, was it real? Was was COVID uh, real, or did <laughs> okay, so. or did <laughs> okay? So if real, bored, real if, is is subjective. Well, okay? what I mean was like, was it is it a real it virus? The, of course, it's a real virus. Okay, was it the flu and we overreacted? Not what, even, or was it like what, well, did we need to well, take the precautions that we took. I think it's a. I think no. well, you want to go first. Or you want me to go first? Okay, it was not the flu. It was not. It was not even close to the flu. It may have been comparative to the flu in terms of the symptoms and everything, but it was not the flu. It or nor is it still. It's. I think it's an overblown way to shut the economy down, in my opinion, and get Trump out of office. That's so, what I think that it is. That's what I think that so, it is. Okay. So I'm I'm going to balance that out because we've done a series of diving deep into conspiracy theories and whatnot. And, I want to uh, get to y'all's Facebook. Uh, oh, oh yeah, censored. the fact oh, checking. Okay. Fact checking. Yeah, we yeah, we have awesome. uh, we have our own um, uh, average Joe's media fact checker. Uh, you know, challenge coins coming. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> is that what those are? Yeah. Those are coins. <laughs> no, I'm calling them coins. They're just, oh. they're acrylic, man. We, we're oh, gonna, okay. We're gonna. It was. I haven't. Okay. I haven't. Imp- I did. Man, well, that would have been way cooler if they were. Coins. Side note. Spoiler alert. Uh, that same week, uh, last week, I in my late night random spending, I also bought us a set of these uh, pocket staffs. It's about yay big, and you flip this little thing, and it goes whoosh, and this big full size staff. Okay. It's gonna well, It's gonna be okay. great. We randomly buy stupid stuff like uh, didgeridoos sure. and flags. <laughs> I um, bought a. I bought a commemorative Trump. Gold plated, uh, like half dollar. Okay. Uh, we also found we found Trumpisher stickers, so it's the Punisher sticker, but oh, with Trump's oh, hair. Oh wow! Oh yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Uh, but anywho, back back. <laughs> we, to, digress. <laughs> we digress. We digress. We digress. But no. So here's the thing. My my problem with COVID, um, I do believe that something did occur, and I believe it was with ill intent. I don't think it was naturally occurring in in the environment. I think that it was used. Um, I don't know by who. But I think it was used to try to hurt um, our country, hurt other countries, hurt the economy, the whole nine yards. Um, so what I think frustrates me the most is we had a lot of people that had good intentions, a lot of people that um, thought were following directions. You know, like, hey, we're going to – our country thought this was a World War II moment. They were ready to rise to the occasion. They did a lot of great things. They really did. Um, but 
the, my biggest question in, in this a way was, we banded together. Sure. No, we, we, a lot of people we did. We banded it. together and stayed away from each other. But you get but, what I mean. Like sure. we were all but, doing the same thing. Sure. But it's easy. My, my problem with it is, is that there I've, I've known some people uh, through work and through friends, family, talked to some people and listened to some stories and, and we people did sacrifice more than probably any other generations had to from the standpoint of time. Time is something that we can't get back. We can't buy. We it, it's just the amount of terror. What people, do you mean? What do you mean by time? Because uh, time away from people. You yeah, you've I mean, had grandparents were were drastically yeah. impacted by this with their grandkids. Yeah. You know, kids, uh, families, families apart from parents because of their line of work because of if the kid had an two illness. household families. Well, type sure. Of, I mean, well, there, I mean, my, yeah, a lot of that stuff. To, yeah. We didn't have any. Uh, tragedy happened but there were a lot of people that lost people during this time anybody and, at the hospital yeah, no visitors yeah no visitors you couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't go see your your parents in the last you know no you were doing skype calls yeah. Yeah. skype calls for yeah. that and you couldn't bury folks either yeah, right, um right, yeah. and so i think that that's a sacrifice that was pretty big so it's really real for people and the fear um that people have been under as a result of this is real. The jobs that were lost was real. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah. I think there's been real consequences to this. I don't know how much of it was COVID-related and necessary versus what man, the powers that be, inflicted on people. But this, um, our, our way of life, our economy, um, a lot of people's lives are going to be forever changed yeah. uh, because of what happened. So that's, the I think, the, the careful thing when you were talking about is it real or not. It's fine. You got to keep the, the real is a, is, a, is a matter of perspective. You know, the, the threat of the disease versus the, threat, the impact. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I was referring to is was the actual illness something that we should have reacted this way? The reaction was overblown, right. in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, just from the standpoint of if you look at the numbers, uh, just to the traditional flu. Isn't it, isn't it also interesting how, and we'll get to the, the George Floyd topic here, here in a second, but how. Like now, rightfully so, it's the main story, George Floyd. But sure. like COVID has almost like gone away. It dis it nearly disappeared, and it's because, in my opinion, it's because of how overblown it was originally. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. To me, COVID was a distraction. That distraction was no longer distracting, and they needed a new distraction. Yeah. The George Floyd situation was atrocious right the video the uh how everybody the act right it was handled 100 percent wrong it was handled wrong on multiple on multiple facets i don't know what you mean so the the cop oh okay yeah right and then the three cops around him that was handled wrong yeah right so yeah there was all kinds of people filming it right which in that regard it's also 20 years ago this wasn't filmed right right still an issue right but it wasn't widespread into the mainstream media right so the cop was stayed on him too long he was already detained or handcuffed he should have he should have stood up right or put him in the car or right. whatever if, if he was doing something wrong he should have been put in the police car yeah um the arrogance of that right too just to have his hand in his pocket and dude like, there, there was all kinds of stuff that, that, that is he was soulless had man. he had he really been doing something wrong, if he was properly detained with the handcuffs and stuff, okay, if he, if he needs to kneel on him for a second because he's he's struggling, fighting, okay, but how long did that video go on? Nine minutes. Right? So the three cops that were there 
those are the guys that could have had an influence on him, and they didn't. Right. Right. The people around were obviously shouting some stuff that to try to get him off, but he wasn't listening to them because right. I, I guess they're not on the same level as the police. I don't whatever. Right. And so he's like, I don't got to listen to you, but maybe he should have listened to the three guys hanging around. Right. Um, there was there's all kinds of stuff that said uh, the the coroner's report said that he didn't die of asphyxiation. Was that to he didn't co- take care of himself? Was that to cover up the police, or was that because oh, I didn't it, know that? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. he came out saying there was no evidence of of him dying by strangulation or asphyxiation, mm-hmm. and it was all pre existing things that caused him to lose his life. Well, was the fact that he was maybe at one point in time uh, restricted from breathing fully? Could that have had an impact? Absolutely. Well, yeah, and I think that's why I went to the third-degree murder yeah. is because these two guys weren't trying to murder him, but that was the end result, right? Uh, and they handled it inappropriately, so therefore there was foul play. And charges in some regard had to be filed. They were. They st- or they still are pending or they whatever. The, the process is going on with that now, as well it should be. But uh, and of course George Floyd is not the only situation where this has happened. Mm-hmm. But you have the you have the outcry from from the other side of the argument, where uh, the white cops are shooting white people, uh, black cops are shooting white people, Hispanic cop is shooting a a white person, a Hispanic cop is shooting Hispanic, Hispanic cop shooting a black. Like what? Like there there are statistics to get every argument discussed. There are statistics to back any stance you have, right? And I'm sure there's evidence to back that as well. Uh, so the situation being what it is, is now, in my opinion, um, just what whoever the COVID-19 distractor, where that originated from, is just what we needed because COVID is no longer a distraction. Right. Um, in order for us to maintain a, an immune system that functions we need to be around things that could potentially affect our immune system so is COVID over like are you like no. obviously there's going to be like, Co- people covid's COVID. over like the measles is over people that's still not, get the measles that's why yeah or is it is it like the flu where it's we're gonna have a flu season we're gonna have a COVID season whatever They're, they'll, they'll try to good. they'll try to bring it back people are gonna have to err on the side of caution but i think it'll be COVID 20 when it comes back but what, what they've what, already had COVID one through 18 mm-hmm. What I want to add to that, and this is, again, my perspective uh, on this, is that COVID was a great equalizer. So there's a couple different things that I think happened in COVID. COVID exposed how our society has eroded basic human rights and privileges, you know what I mean, just the way our way of life. Um, we've seen families across the country now realizing how much time they lost from their, their kids. We real, we've seen how many families are dependent on their kids caring for kids because of work struggles. We've really just seen all the different pressure points. The other thing with COVID is, is, is during this, you've had governments um, across the country um, take away civil liberties, infringe on civil liberties. You've seen a whole other group of individuals who have now felt what oppression by the government or oppression by a legal body has been like, and there's been outrage. I mean, you had, what is it, Michigan people, militia stormed the Capitol and whatnot, right. and so... What I think is making this movement so powerful right now is, I think, A, a lot more of individuals who have not experienced the same systematic prejudice 
you know, throughout generations of their families. Have, now, I'm, not, I'm not saying this has been the same. I'm saying people have gotten a taste. Right. Yeah. Um, things have slowed down to where people are, are more uh, able to see. People are, are seeing all these other bad things happen, and now they're, they're more aware. They're more willing to accept. There's not as many rainbows and unicorns. Um, There's none. But the 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 thing with with the thing that happened in um, in Wisconsin, or excuse me, in in um, Minnesota, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minnesota. Well, we have I've, my job has business there, and they went long story. But anywho, uh, I get them confused all the time. Um, it was they weren't able to suppress it because what happened in in Georgia was suppressed, you know, for two months. Um, There's still, there's a lot now being said about it, but not a lot of people were talking about what happened in Kentucky where a first, first, first line responder, an ambulance or not ambulance, an EMT or a paramedic, a nurse person. She worked in healthcare. I apologize. I'm butchering this. She shot in her home because a no knock warrant was issued to the wrong address and her husband defended and he's facing charges for attempted murder of a police officer because he was defending his own home. Right. I can't remember her name, but they thought that she had drugs or that they, she had drugs in the house. Right. Huh. That's the one yeah, but a no-knock search warrant right, I know. in the middle of the night. And so we know we're blessed. We know here in Texas, you no-knock search warrant, unless you are clearly identifying who you are immediately. But, but that's, that's the part. You know, we're risking that. That that um that was allowed to happen. And so, um, by the way, I haven't heard that. This, yeah. story, this is news to this, me. Yes, no knock search warrant to the wrong address. Um, it was a mistake. The, the actual the actual drug dealer um, that they were trying to get more evidence and stuff on was already in custody, <laughs> and so nothing was said, nothing was done. This was suppressed since February, and so um, this tragedy that happened to Georgia it just it it caused they, they couldn't contain it anymore, and uh, so now people are having to start looking at it, and the media is still spinning it, and there's still a lot of cause, creating a lot of divisiveness. The powers that have been trying to hurt us are still trying to do it with some of the rioting and the and the looting and the bricks popping up everywhere. But the fact of the matter is, and, and we have a lot of friends that are cops if they're listening, we love them, and I'm not saying this about them, but overall in our country in different places, yes. we have um, abuse of power. Yeah, we have abuse of power not just in our um, police officers and our state troopers and stuff. We have abuse of power in the legal system. You have people that uh, are not really given due process. They're sitting in jail, county jails, because they can't afford bail over a petty crime, a nonviolent crime. They might sit for months. But in you terms know? of abuse of power, a microcosm of that. Whenever we're at, at the house podcasting, uh, I have a little power over the control of all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy for me to abuse to shut his mic off every now and then, mm-hmm. you know, if yep. I disagree with him or whatever. And that's that's so minor. That's such a microcosm. Imagine if you have a gun that you have on your on your side that you can wield at at anything that is suspicious, right? Um, and you are I'm going to put air quotes and justified in doing that. Uh, how many times have you heard of somebody getting shot because the police officer yelled "gun"? Just because the guy was reaching for some, his his wallet, his identification, right? I mean, was he justified in it? Well, he said gun, so he he followed whatever protocols, right? He was ingrained with, but was there actually a gun? All that type of stuff. There's all kinds of stories like that. And uh, matter of fact, I saw one on a video that uh, my niece, niece, not niece, uh, cousin, second cousin, she posted and. Uh, and it looked like he was died. He was dead in the car, 
and the police officer told him not to look not to reach or something not to look suspicious or whatever and he shouted gun and shot the guy and um i think he had been shot i don't think it showed the shooting but the person was not responsive in the passenger side seat and the gun was being pointed by the cop outside of the car and it was and the lady was like he was reaching for his insurance or his identification which he told him to do and he was like I, but i told him not to put his hands in his pockets or like I mean, come on. Like, there's right. so many of those type of things where it's up to the discretion of someone in power. Well, if someone in power isn't someone who's good or someone who makes the the decision to be kind rather than right, right? Then, um, then you see that abuse. Is this a is this a few bad apples thing? Like people like to say, because I know that that's caught a lot of heat. I would say too. yes. I would because say yes. I, I, while I think it's true, I, I think it's. Um, I don't think that it's uh, okay to say that right now. Um, yeah. I think that that gets a little bit of pushback. I mean, I think it's fine to say it, but I think you can, you're going to get pushback yeah. on that if you say, hey, it's just a few bad apples. Because Well, what's a you, few in terms of a million police officers? Well, and, but what I'm saying is you in, there are certain jobs, and Chris Rock, I believe, said this perfectly in, in his uh, comedy sketch, but there are certain jobs that you can't, like have a few bad apples in and yeah. being a police officer is, is one of them. Yeah. Like you gotta, stuff. you like, gotta be vetted pretty good. I think, I think so too, but or at least may maybe be, now it's being exposed that that's the process A vetting process has got to go. But on. that makes it pretty tough from just a logistics standpoint, a hiring standpoint, a number of people standpoint. But where I was going with that was if you have a few bad apples there, yep. like then the same could be said. And I don't think it's being said much where with the riding and all that stuff, Maybe those are not all right or not all protests are violent or not all protesters are being violent. Right. Those violent ones are the few bad apples yeah. of this or it or it goes deeper in the Antifa stuff. And, you know, if it's you true. Go there. the yeah. bricks that were just conveniently right. located at where they were going to protest. So I think I think the thing that was eye opening to to again, perception, things that are ingrained in us. Right. So when we were doing some research for a podcast, we, there's this video I was telling Josh about, man, it just really just like got all over me. There's a bunch of, of people, uh, some people, parents, children, handicapped people, preachers, all these type of people um, that were protesting some of the stuff going on in California because they were moving people from homes and, and just the, some people felt like, again, civil liberties are being infringed on. Then uh, they're outside of the, the, their governor's mansion or whatever in Sacramento. So you had state troopers in full riot gear, like militarized police, basically. Yeah. A preacher got shoved down. They were they were moving towards all these people, and it just it just it, it got all over me. Was and, he the set the seventy five year old guy? That no, no, we, we can get to that though. That's something that's new. That's huge. There's there's some breaking news on that we should talk about. But gotcha. uh, but um, there's a a former a former a former uh, marine who is a doctor who came there. He got on a bullhorn and he started talking to these. These 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 folks, these state troopers, and saying, "Listen, you're following bad directives. You're you're allowed to turn those down. Just call in sick, do something. Don't do this." And he pleaded to them. Finally, got like hundreds of them to turn away and walk back. But here's the thing: when when you see protest in the streets of America for other reasons, and you see that riot gear, do you, are you all? You know what I mean? Like you got to keep things in perspective. What's yeah. what's what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So you can't say. 
I, I love saying that. I know you do. <laughs> uh, it's but, not always a. You can't say, but but no, I mean, just because somebody's in riot gear doesn't mean automatically you get defense or defensive and then start to fight back just because they're in riot gear. But the point is, is like it just because your people who are protesting something that you might not share that experience, you might not understand it. It might not be your shared perspective. It doesn't take away from their right to do so. It doesn't take away from the the right or the, the, the fact that a militarized police force being used on its own citizens in its own community is pretty scary. I think there's reasons for some of it. Um, obviously when things get violent again, this is, I'm not being critical of the officers as much as I'm saying we need to look at the system, how officers are trained. You know, what are the protocols putting in place? What is that infrastructure that is embedded in those organizations? Same thing with like the judicial system. Why are we not prosecuting these people? Why are we picking and choosing? Oh, we think we can get an easy conviction on this, the DA says. So we're going to hammer these folks. But, oh, I don't think I can get conviction on that. I want to get reelected. So I'm not going to prosecute these cases. You know, you got career politicians that don't have uh, term limits. There's no reform uh, uh, to look at what they're getting for campaign finance. Um, We have a bunch of people that are making decisions that don't care about us. They don't. Right. And they like to use different populations of the country um, to to, to twist and to be, you know what I mean, to make it their platform and this, that, and the other. So hopefully more Americans are seeing we really are in this together. And um, so I think those are some big issues, but I, again, I just want to be clear. I, the the race issue is also an issue. It's not an either or. You know, unfortunately, we are programmed to like to see things black and white, either or. Right. Uh, but it's it's not that simple. Life yeah. isn't that simple. I saw what's what's the uh, what are the circles where you they intersect? Math. Venn diagram. Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. Venn diagram. I saw one that said you can be angry at the police officer. Yeah. You can support. Black Lives Matter or the black community. Sure. And then you can also hate the riot, the rioting. Right. Oh, yeah. And in the center is like you, like you can do all those. So it's not mutually exclusive is what you're right. saying. Right. Like it can, it's gray, right? Like n- yeah. nobody wants to see, not nobody. Most people don't want to see the businesses burned down. That, oh, yeah. But most, well, and most 99.9%, nobody wants to see George Floyd be murdered. Right. And, and so like, it's not black and white. It is all gray. Right. And so, but it's just, it's a, it's a tough thing to get everybody on the same page and everybody together because everybody has their own thoughts and processes on how things should be said or look. And even, because not everybody is on the same page in general, it, not all of the black communities on the same page and all the white communities on the same page. Not like, right. So it's difficult to know how to navigate any of this when yeah. not, everybody's on the same page well so something about everybody not being on the same page uh trump tweeted something that's gotten in my opinion way overblown which Mm -hmm. of course anytime the president treats something tweets something or says something one side's gonna completely slander the other side of course okay which is nauseating oh it's it's nauseating i don't care if you watch fox news cnn msnbc scroll down your facebook feed whatever gosh it's ridiculous the same thing can happen and it's Black it's and great white for in terms one, of and then I mean, like the one, worst thing. And, yeah. Oh, terrible. One, it was like great, and one, it was horrible. Yeah. Well, he said uh, when the looting starts, starts, the shooting starts. Yeah, right. And so the black community uh, has taken that to mean he's a racist that we're going to shoot the the protesters of Black Lives Matter, and uh, or that the government is going to shoot. Them. And to me, that the simplest explanation of that is, um, 
the store owner that was getting looted goes out and charges with a machete and then gets like pummeled to death well he's protecting his property but wouldn't you say <laughs> and i'm not playing devil's advocate here i really think this sure okay that that is like you can say that so much there's so better. many different ways that you so can say so many it. different ways well, you don't my point have is is that it, it listen like if that. you if you came and looted my business and i like saw it coming you you like i would get I would get defensive of my property. There's no doubt. In such a way that if you're going to have an act of violent aggression against but, me, I'm justified in violently aggressing towards you I, as well. And I agree with that this, completely. And so, it was a slogan used in some of the by a um, official in the South during uh, the beginning of desegregation and with some of the atrocities that happened then. So a lot of people's criticism of that is, is you know, whether he, he was aware of it or maybe he just has never learned about these different civil rights movement and Listen, these Listen, I mean, things, it's a know. catchy thing in terms of uh, rhyming and, like, he, yeah, right. that may have just been something when the looting starts and he's thinking of what's going to happen on the opposite side of the looting and shooting sounded good. To, it very well, he may not have no, been I, educated I, about it, but I think that's he, giving him too much credit. He though. may have yeah, also been educated about it. This is also why most. I mean, again, it's <laughs> it's a double edged sword. But nobody's on the same page, so that's why half of people are taking it so personally, and other half are like, "Well, he's right." Yeah. Well, so me, I mean, come on. Let me let me pose this question to you guys. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Well, no, I'm sorry. This is fun. I really enjoy this, by the way. So thank you for for this open forum. But uh, I, I, I was doing some research. I didn't. Uh, There's a, a new thing we're starting, and I'm, uh, I didn't want to post last week just because everything going on. I didn't really feel like I had anything that I knew felt comfortable with adding to the conversation that add value. And so instead, I shared a video by Martin Luther King, a speech he did called The Other America. And uh, so I, I definitely suggest anybody going to YouTube, watching, listening, that that it's reading it. It's it's pretty incredible. But something that, that really opened my eyes to hear it in a certain way was um, how different things trickle down and can generate, generationally affect people, right? And so in looking at different things in our life, like we've, we've tried to rise above, like get, be, do better than our, the previous generation. Right. But if you look at a community, you say, Oh man, like Katrina, that's going to set back this community forever. Um, they talk about some of the areas in LA from the nineties rise. They never rebuilt. People are concerned about some of the socioeconomical impact from COVID and also from some of the, the areas where the rioting and looting started the hardest. Bad, you know? Yeah. Right. And so this starts a domino effect and it could it could affect generations of a family. And so I think uh, part of what people have maybe lost sight of or they don't have really realized is, is that when, when you talk about some of, of is there systematic racism? I think when we hear racism, systemic, systemic. Yeah. That's fair. Well, it wouldn't be a podcast without me butchering the word. <laughs> um, I thought it was. I, I'm, it sure I, I'm sure I've said that's why average news media. Yeah, we no, heard sounds, it both I mean, ways. It yeah. But um, but I, th I think. It's easy to when we think of it, we think of like, well, we don't want to say anything offensive mm. and be called a racist, or um, you know, it's racist. I think we were taught to love everybody the same way, like our families did, right? And so, you're a racist if you think someone's different than you, or you treat somebody different. Well, Ugh. racism is more complicated than that. Right. Racism is way more complicated. And right now, th that word's being thrown around as if it's as if it's nothing. It's it's the default racist. Yeah, yeah. racism or racist. Mm -hmm. it, it's the default response to somebody mm -hmm. whenever you have a conflict with somebody, uh, or you have a differing of opinion. 
um, with with people of a different race. And right now, it's it's well, being magnified. That, but, well, mean, I'm just we, saying. But you know, you see that you hear with the kids. If, if someone says you don't like, I don't like water. Uh, like, oh, oh you're, you're, being, you're being racist to that country who made right. that water. It's like, oh my, yeah, no, I mean, you're not being. It's being thrown around way too easily. And so now you have the people who aren't racist but are, are catching flack from having a different difference of opinion. They're they're saying, well, okay, well, if if everything's racist, then nothing's racist. Right. And so you're you're now having that type of an argument, where if if you're going to throw around the word so easily, then the word loses its meaning completely, or the 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 idea is non-existent because it's you're just throwing the thing around so easily. Well, it's way more complicated than that. Well, I think one of the unique things that I've been so encouraged by and really inspired by, you know, often I've taken a stance at, out of ignorance. You know, of times being, I don't understand, you know, why there's there's so much emphasis on different, you know, different races or different colors in the time in which we live. And should it not be, it shouldn't be that big of a deal anymore. And, you know, and not understanding different organizations that um, took the stance of, of fighting for those rights because I just, I didn't quite understand how bad it still was, you know, so to speak. And uh, I always viewed a lot of the, a lot of the, all of the stuff from there really being more divisive than positive, you know. And, um, and so there, there's a lot of effort being made by a lot of these organizations to really provide education, like what we're talking about right now. Like it's racism, isn't just these two things. You're not necessarily racist if you're doing that, but the bigger problem is the lack of, um, of people engaging in the uncomfortable conversation, you know, and, and the, the judgment that's placed on people for making a mistake that's yeah. caused us inherently right. to not to not even want to try because we're too scared to right. um and really looking to build a coalition and so you know some of the stuff that, that you know dr king said in that speech talked about this like the general um the generational setbacks yeah. <laughs> I, re- I really you know? do hope that that changes from the standpoint of uh, not being not putting yourself out there because you're afraid of making a mistake. Yeah. I know I do it all the time. All the time. I haven't responded. We, we probably I, have today half a dozen. So. Sure. I At haven't least. responded on social media much about this because I'm unsure about what to say because I have some really good friends that are in the black community and I don't right. like, I don't want to like, uh, I, don't, I don't know, say don't something want- wrong and then be like, oh man, now, now I've upset them. Yeah. Um, but I think that it might change, and the one way I, th- I think that it might is with the whole Drew Brees situation and kneeling. Because, and when he talked about Colin Kaepernick kneeling, terrible timing on his part to, to talk <laughs> about that. Terrible. Um, and you know whether you think that's the right thing or wrong thing for him to say, you know whatever that can be a different discussion. But I think that the reaction by some or uh, one or two of his teammates in saying like, "Hey, I know Drew." And he's got the heart. He misspoke. Yeah. He spoke, like said the wrong thing at the wrong time. Yeah. What's his name? Thomas. Yeah. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, I think was the one that said he's apologized. He's a, he's a man of God. He's a Christian. Right. I forgive him because that's what God teaches us to do. Let's stop this distraction. Yeah. Let's get back on the real topic. Sports is one of the, one of the most ostracizing places. If you're going to be a racist, like you're going to be outed quick. Yeah. You can't. I, that's why I don't, I don't mean, 
And you're not going to make it. I don't think that there's a lot of race. I'm sure there is. I'm some. sure there's some in, I think, in yeah. some capacity, but, but I, it's not prevalent in my opinion. I would say, especially football and basketball, where the the athletes are predominantly black or African American. You like, I don't know. Like, sure, there's going to be racist in there. There's no doubt about that. Just look at the law of large numbers. But I just don't think that. I, I would imagine, like, if you're at that level, you're commingled with all different types of races and there's no way that you can like be hitting people laying on people like underneath center if you're like truly racist i i just don't i'm sure that there are but i would i would have a hard time thinking it's too intimate of a of an atmosphere i think that's a great way to say it in order for racism to just be really really prevalent at sports. I think, though, that there's maybe it's not racism as much as it could be racial or cultural insensitivity because I was actually talking about... I don't doubt that's, I think that's possible. Yeah, right. I was talking to my the, the kids about this because them being teenagers has been a very unique experience. Like, you know, the struggles we have with processing this. Godly, I, it's, it's insane with them. But we were talking a lot because a couple of years ago... The kids found we were when we were moving or last year when we were moving they found a whole box of stuff I had from back when we went to South and stuff and a lot of Rebel flag stuff on it, and so then they were like, "Oh, Dad, you didn't tell us you you were a racist." Right. So when I wasn't a racist, I I didn't you know and and so we had that stuff back then you know what I mean. But my views as I've gotten older and things have changed, and so one of the things. I was trying to explain to them was is um, because they brought up the whole thing of flagging because my brother was telling about how flagging would happen, and. um, and so one of the things I places I've come to in life is just like we were pretty ignorant. We had a lot of friends that were black Hispanic people that we were bro- that were brothers to as we loved, you know what I mean? And we weren't race, you know what I mean? Like we weren't anything, but right. if I'm looking back now, if I grew if I was of a minority, you know, in our school, um I think I would have had questions. That's kind of weird. Do you think know. you know what I mean? Like I, I think there's we mixed were, si- I don't know if we were ignorant or if the issues weren't around us, that was ignorance. But, but I'm saying, but even though people, so even though we didn't context, talk about it, here's my point: like I never put, went put flagging it in con- and stuff. Put it in context, but, though. Tell people like what we're talking about, like what flagging was, and so like, what was flagging uh, before football games. What, uh, what what flag would you be using? The rebel. The well, rebel flag was the school's flag when it was in its inception. Right. And in the early, like, was it, that was that the only flag you you had? Did you not have the, the the actual like the, the Libertas flag? Well, no, no, it was, it, was like the, a, it was the only flag that was used. I mean, I got I had like four generations of the fam go. I think, okay. yeah, so there I was mean, a rebel like, flag. I don't remember what like, the flag was. But. Am I? If I'm remembering cor- correctly, it was like the rebel flag with like the South Garland logo, like an SG that might in be the middle right. of it. That might be right. right? I, I'm pretty sure that that's the one. Yeah, that I then, saw quite a. Yeah, and the rebel flag was in the uh, the Libertas. It was yeah. in the. Uh, so let me ask y'all a different question because yes, it may we may have had some ignorance in terms of what we were doing and what people saw, uh, but what was our what was the intent of the people flagging? No, no, agreed, agreed, one thousand percent agreed. What was the intent? The t- school spirit, and I, school I, spirit. there's a lot of people that didn't have a problem with it. Like the there That's were African American kids is. who were the school mascots who who flew the flag back in the day. That's what racism is. Mm. Racism is where the intent is to harm someone of another race. I agree, but you can also, but ignorance mm. is just not knowing, right? But but I'm saying maybe it's cultural insensitivity, so maybe it's, again, a a broader picture of it. That's probably part of it. I remember when, but again, not understanding, you know, our interpretation of, of the pride for the school, Southern pride itself. Paul Parker was our, was our mascot. 
Yeah, Paul Parker. And our 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 flag had the it, it hadn't been taken off yet. The uh, the rebel flag hadn't been taken off mm-hmm. of the emblem. Libertas. Yeah. Oh no, that's right. You're at the right. time, I mean, mm-hmm. and, and the endowment. Uh, so image. was he was he ignorant of his own uh, people like the no. people's past mm-hmm. that. Like I mean, he he was a black guy, and and he but, represented the school that still had that. Was he ignorant? No, no. What I'm saying you though is, saying? no, no. I'm saying I is, s- I think we were ignorant to the impact of what it could have meant or what it might have said to people. I'm, I'm saying if I was an African American student, I would have been pretty confused with some of the symbolism. Like when I don't the mural- know if it was specifically students or if it's the community. Either, if it's well, like a, saying- an African American passerby who's not part of South Garland. A student, I think, knows, Still, has the school spirit, sees the thing around, and it's about, for a student, it's from the perspective of, I'm at the, I'm at the school here, and this is the flag, or this is part of the but flag, the, or the whatever. Mural, the mural in the cafeteria, I remember us coming back senior year and being outraged they had painted over and not even told us about it. But the fact that w- when we were, when we either. were, when we were, he was oh, in journalism, so he probably knows I'll a little listen more. Too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also, oh, I also, weren't you also? Yeah. No. You were no. part of the cool club, no, but I, 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 had, I, had, to read I had three journalism. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I started, <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, re- I, I, no, I started a <laughs> pretty big thing senior year when they were going to threaten to take away Dixie, which I still don't, I will never understand why that happened. I don't think that is, has the same undertones, but. Uh, but I'm just saying. But at one point in Dixie? time, yeah, the, Dixie's no longer the fries squad. I need to do a little research, but I thought it had racial undertones. No. Well, I don't. I, I, I could be wrong. I could be ignorant to this too. I think if we had those same words, yes. But I think like music notes on a on a sheet of paper. Yeah. What is the I, anthem I, I, of like the Confederate Army? Or it may have been the, some songs. The, in, the instrumental part may have been. Yeah. Maybe not the specific. Well, I think the there was a. I don't know. Well, I mean, the I, again, choir, ignorance is, is the choir saying the choir saying this song. Anyways, but I guess what I'm trying to get at though is, is like it, it, during our lifetime, okay, when we were of age, um, and I believe at least maybe our freshman year, there there were slaves at little painting in the in the mural. There were slaves in the fields of yeah, the plantations. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. That if we're being real, if we're being honest, it wasn't right. You know what I mean? Like we didn't we didn't think anything of it, but I'm sure. saying from a cultural perspective, I would really Are you talking have about a, having that painted on in a school or the existence of it in history. I'm I would say that, both. Well, I'm saying I don't know if, if you were making no, those no. I'm saying it's or, not it's not. A, I think we need to do a better job of learning about real history, which okay. I, I, yeah. I want to ask you about something in a second on that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, but I'm saying, but like it, it was, we grew up in an environment that in a bubble where we didn't necessarily uh, we're like oh this doesn't mean this this doesn't mean that but it but it did for a lot of people and like what were the like i've told a story before where i was working in mervin senior year and my my school ring i mean i'm really to robert e lee first uh, i had a member family member at south first class they had you know so i'm yeah. i'm school spirited joe you know so I had the I had the flag and color and enamel on the side of the ring and also embedded underneath the yeah. stone man i was yeah i was all in and uh, so I was working one night, and uh, this family comes in, and uh, I would have to say they were rather hickish, you know, way more southern, like Kentucky holler, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why are you but, choosing your words carefully now? But uh, <laughs> but uh, he uh, but he, but he came in and he started. It was a little weird, you know. He started talking to me a certain way, and then he was just like, you know, brother, and you know, and and you know how it is, and this stuff. And I was like, I don't understand what's going on. So then he's like, oh, this is ridiculous. So he calls over my manager and starts saying like, I, you know, I'm, I'm the future and all these other kind of things. And I was like, this is really uncomfortable <laughs> and weird. 
at the end he gave me his card and he said you know like uh you know here's here's my card you should reach out to me you know we, we need we need more like you son and it was a kkk card wow and he saw that emblem on my ring and automatically assumed that and i stopped wearing the ring that day right didn't wouldn't wear it again because again i i I recognize that just because I didn't mean it doesn't mean that's fair. That's a that's, you know what I mean? that's that a biblical mean, concept. Yeah, just because well. I didn't I didn't intend to this to mean this do doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that for other people. So yeah, like right. my my perce- my unique perception is not a universal truth for the rest of the world. And so I think that's a big part of what as a society we need to start recognizing is is that um, just because we haven't experienced it. Just because we haven't lived through it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. So that's the thing that that has to work both ways in order for understanding to be universal. But don't you feel like the dialogue that's happening right now is a healthier dialogue that's that's been taking place in the past? I would say yes, but that's that's also a dialogue where both sides are now hearing each other. So uh, if somebody, you take Gio, for example, on, on the podcast or the, the video that he did the other day, uh, he's in a situation now where people are listening to what he has to say. Um, so it's, it's a black couple. Gio's has a, has a black wife, and then there's another black lady on there. And so he sent out the link, I guess, to Facebook, and mm-hmm. so we got a hold of it and watched it some. And, and so this black couple is, is posing questions to Gio from to get a perspective of a white man, and well, they're listening to him, and he's uh, and he's responding to them. Now, Gio's very animated, right? He's very passionate. He he knows how to he knows how to to speak, and he understands also if he's being misunderstood, he knows immediately to uh, to clarify, and that comes off crystal clear in that video. And so there was also a misunderstanding. I got on there and commented a little bit. Joey called me a troll, whatever. But uh, but my my statement, I misunderstood a word that was that was used, and I responded to it. And then it just it just really quickly got explained that there was just a misunderstanding, and and I wasn't saying anything that was that was like completely contrary to the topic at hand or contradictory so i was i was talking and saying you know, listen more people need jesus right you know uh, more people need to to have this this mentality of um how do i want you to treat me is how i should treat you and so this lady responded uh, summer i think was her name responded that that's subjective i heard objective which i'm like yes it is objective but I responded using the word objective. I, I responded as if I should have said subjective, because generally speaking, people don't want to be treated badly. People don't want to have their knee, have somebody's knee on their neck, and potentially choke them out or anything like that. People don't want to be shot for no reason. People don't. There is a general standard of good and how people can be treated, and if you are wanting to be treated good then you should be treating other people good. And now that's on both sides of the argument, right? Uh, if you want people to hear, don't scream at them, right? Talk to them, and then they will, they will hear you. If you're yelling, they're not going to hear you. If you want to be heard, you have to hear, right? right? There, there's, there's, a, there's a dichotomy 
uh, or there's a, a necessary both sides of the street argument that has to be had. And so, I mean, there's just, there's, there's too many things where if, if your intent is bad and somebody reads it as bad, okay, well, they're right on. Y'all are on the same page, right? But if your intent is not and somebody reads it as bad, then now you're not on the same page and there has to be a discussion right. or, or in some capacity. So it's just everybody's got to hear the Black Lives Matter organization or movement or whatever has to hear the same the side of of who they're opposing and they have to hear if they want to be heard right and so well and vice versa right like, absolutely we have, to hear, we have to hear and listen to black lives matter if we not, want to be heard as well absolutely. i say we I, as a horrible choice of words but whomever whoever this other side is uh and for the most part it's the police force versus the black community is what it seems to be or the hardcore racist that I know exists but aren't nearly as prevalent now in in terms right. of being open. Yeah. Um, it's that side and the people that they're opposing. There, there's so many things that that have to be heard before anything will ever get done. Right. There, there's the a, dialogue is absolutely necessary. There's right, no that's going on right that. now. Well, the thing with Black Lives Matter, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I've fallen into the trap. You know, you hear like, oh, Black Lives Matter. Well, you know, okay, listen, all lives matter, including black too, right? I think a lot of people, you know, you've seen that a lot you know, when that first started happening, right? Are you saying that or are you saying? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, yeah, I, right. I think he's, I can understand. Well, he's fallen into that trap of, of feeling like the phrase Black Lives Matter excludes when, when all it, the rest. When it, right, which, be, when it first began, I think it was it was challenging here locally. Because you 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 felt outraged by certain things, but then you had that whole police shoot that that terrorist attack, and the the police died saving the people that were spitting in their face. You know what I mean? Like right. it was challenging. Like well, because you know we it it's it's easy to have an opinion on something if you don't have the ability to personalize it. So I'm That's quick true. to say there's a big problem with policing because I know we have friends that we grew up with that we care about, we love that are amazing law enforcement officers because right. they're not bad, you right. know, but, uh, but it's, it's, it's the same thing. Like when you're teaching your kids, you know, like if, if I've had a situation where there was some language that was really insensitive and inappropriate being used and the kids, my kids at the certain age didn't understand because all their friends were doing it. You know, I try to put it in perspective, Hey, you know, this person in our lives. Yeah. I love that person. Okay. Well think about what that would do. If you said that to them or think about how that phrase or that language would affect them. Absolutely. We got to try to find personal, personal connections with this type of stuff because. Well, listen, how many people talk or post before they think about what they do? Well, there's no doubt about that. There's got to be a, a string there between. I do think. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm going to wrap I, it up. I, but no, I apologize. I just no, realized good. that I left this off. What I was going to get to with the whole Black Lives Matter thing. I think I think an interesting change of perspective, or to put it in perspective for some people, is when we talk about disability rights. If somebody came up and said, "Hey, you know what? We need non-disability rights month," we think they're ridiculous. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, like someone says, "You know what? I'm really what's all this cancer awareness, breast cancer awareness?" You know, like what about what about this? You know, what about uh, strep throat we, awareness? Yeah, we need a testicular cancer awareness month. Yeah, but right. you know what I mean. So you don't. 
it's not saying that other things aren't important. It's trying to bring awareness to something that needs the help. It needs bringing awareness right. to something um, that needs that attention because it's, it is the kind of being overlooked. And, and so it's not, there's all these other examples in society in our lives where there is a, a special cause that's being highlighted right. and nobody ever questions it. No. Right. So the same is, is right for black lives matter. Black lives matter is not saying that they're, that's the only life that matters at all. It's saying, Hey, no black lives do matter. And, there's a there's a lot of bad things happening right. to, to people who who are, who are it's black. Shedding light where light yeah. hasn't been shed right. appropriately. Yeah. So again, it's not an either or proposition. Well, so when the original Black Lives Matter thing happened as well, I fell into the trap too, because it it came off so blatant um, from a standpoint of just in your face, like everything was just in your face, and I was like, whoa, 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 like so now I don't matter, right? Because, I mean, if you're watching the video, I'm, I'm not a black man, right? And so at that point in time, it I took it personally, but it was never intended to be taken personally, or, or to be a personal shot at anybody. Which is what, in a way, you said you got to find a personal connection. You also got to take the personal reaction out of it, yeah. right? And so you got to make it. To where it's not it's th this is not about me this is not about you this is not about any one in particular it's about awareness of that cause or the situation being up, shedding light and making people aware of a situation well our experience shapes our perception of the world we live in no doubt about so that. the only way for us to expand and and grow what, how we see the world is to learn through other people's experiences and so that, that that's what i'm saying you know you gotta yep. You got to take the time to listen to people For because sure. the world's bigger. And that's what I hope that is happening now or starting to happen. I, I hope it is because ultimately that's what we need. We yeah. need us, us three here. We need to communicate with black, white, Asian, Mexican, whatever. Like we have to have that communication to see that side. And I'm afraid that the riots that's what we needed. I, I'm afraid to say that like it had to go that far in order to get our attention because while Colin Kaepernick got our attention, all it did was make us make not us, but make the white community like question, like why would he do this to the flag? When yeah. now the understanding is that it's not about the flag. No. It, it's about the injustice that's being done to them. Awareness. And so yeah. well, I, I really hope that this is opening a line of communication between all parties and and that would be the best thing that could happen would be that but um last couple of things about the you got something to no, no, cap it's fine. it off well no, i was just gonna say this it, it, keep it in mind with the protest and with the kaepernick you know there's a lot of people that have opposed it that considered themselves to be true patriots and uh you know something we've had talks in my household about is is that there could be a time you know that i don't feel like the, the people that are um behind the government behind that flag represent what's best for me and my family and i might you know i could there could be a time in my life where i might want to protest that so keeping that perspective you know well it, you said that that's probably the most american thing he could have done it is it, it, it is and Based a veteran constitution and yeah everything. A, a veteran actually gave him the idea of, right. of doing it as a sign of respect and so my thing is a civil protest freedom of speech those are our god-given rights we're instructed to do it say what you want to say about the the time in which our founding fathers formed our country with all of its imperfections but they were wise enough to know that these type of things were going to happen and they wanted to give us the tools 
yeah. uh, to make sure that we could hold the government well, accountable. Well, they felt and, like they weren't heard, right? Like that's why they came to the United States, right? I mean, well, yeah. well, that's why they that's why they separated from Britain. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, I think they also realized the flaw of man. Yeah. Yeah. So you needed to have something that was not um, forever. Yeah. They're the what this nation was. Yeah, this nation was founded on civil discourse, basically. Yeah, our state. Yeah, everything. Right. So, man, I loved this conversation with you guys. These guys are the average Joes. They've got their own podcast called Think, Things You Think You Don't Care About. There you mm -hmm. go. And uh, it's weekly, right? Uh, or yeah, season, seasonally? Seasonally, yeah. Seasonally. Yeah, season yeah. four. We're trying to get weekly every now and then. It's a couple times a week. Sure. Streamed live yeah. on Facebook and obviously uh, throughout any other platform that you get face or your uh, podcasts, yep. social media, Spotify, uh, app, iTunes, all, or, uh, all the podcasts, yeah. everything. Th thanks to Trey Scott. We're now on MySpace. Yeah. Okay. We get the he said he said a challenge to bring back start I a movement. I, he said, yeah. I think I saw y'all post something about being back on MySpace yeah. and, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. trying to bring MySpace back. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a uh, rise from the ashes story? It would be. My goodness. Oh, so. You see the Gingrich group on uh, MySpace now. Maybe right. so. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure that my well personal MySpace is still out there. Somewhere. Oh, I'm sure mine is too, but I don't remember the email. I need to go look at that. Anyways, uh, Joe Boo, Joey. Um, awesome guys, and uh, I appreciate y'all coming out. Absolutely. Thank you for Thank having us, brother. Having we wish you the best. This is a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. We'll do it again. Absolutely.